Okay, we're back at it again with uh, with the questions. And again, we the love Lord brings us. getting your guys' questions. And yes. we answer, we, we love talking with you guys. I mean, you guys can get our phone numbers, call us, text sure. us, email us, whatever you guys need. Um, but some of these questions are just so good. Yeah. That either, and, that we're like, we've always, we make sure we ask everyone, but would you be willing if in an if, we, if we shared share kind of the answer just do to a topic this. on yeah. this. So the to- it's going to be suffering is the, I guess, the topical conversation. But this is also going to be a personal response yep. to this person's question. But it's also going to go over the broad, the, you know, the just the broad sense of it. Sure. Not just this individual person. So I don't want this individual person to think that everything that I say applies to this person directly. Sure. I'm going to try to separate the two as much as possible. But if I say something that it, it, it's, again, it just is, is addressing the, the, the larger picture mm-hmm. of it, not necessarily this person in this situation. So, um, but basically the, uh, why don't you go ahead and just break down what the questions were real quick or just read the questions and let okay. me go at it because so, ever since you read this to me my wheels have been turning this morning this yeah, has been hours stopped you guys yeah and this is really really near and dear to my heart and my heart goes out to this person specifically and the topic that this is going to get into is also something that we have dealt with and continue to yes. deal with and that's why in i wanted to do it it's lives. near to so dear it, to our own yeah hearts. it, it in well. our own lives is something we are struggling with with people that are incredibly close to us so it kind of just gave it that extra edge mm-hmm. for us um so the point of the questions being is this person again uh, just to give you a little bit yeah, of an yeah, idea let, let's just give a quick idea on this person is unfortunately suffering immensely um personally is she is struggling with many diseases sickness illnesses chronic illness, chronic illness um, pain which has left disability right. and it, homelessness and, and all of right. this right and, and this is the it. kind of this is the kind of stuff that every moment of every single day is spent in pain and trying to figure out a way around it and try to trying to live a normal life while being in just tremendous amounts of pain yeah these types of diseases um, they're horrible but on top of anxiety depression different things like this and oh my god I love you so much and we we both Heidi and I both pray for you specifically every single day and our heart goes out to you and I hope that this gives you some sort of comfort. I'm not, I definitely don't think I'm going to be able to provide much that you haven't heard before, but hopefully I'll be able to provide a better understanding for you of it and a way to get through it mm-hmm. and past it. Yeah. So, so the the point being is this person has, I mean, struggling with multiple chronic illnesses, um, incredible pain. The system and the way everything is set up with 
disability and any kind of financial help. I mean, everything. It just the system's a mess. It doesn't work. There's issues and problems there. This person is doing everything they possibly can. It's just a really cruddy spot mm. <laughs> that there is no great answer to. And so she has been struggling trying to find a way. I've got to get a house. Poor thing is having to bounce around between where can I find a place to stay for a little while and all of this. And Let's we've refer, been we will, in that exact We will situation. refer to her through the rest of this podcast as our sister in Christ whenever we want to. So, refer to you, her specifically, and then we'll separate the two. But this is from our sister in Christ. So conversation she had with her direct family member when talking about just her struggle and just, I've got to get a house, right? This is just a very stressful time. And um, she tries to you know, tries to stay calm and get through all this, tries to keep her, fo her obviously her focus and everything on Christ, but of course this is incredibly difficult. Well, this close family member to her said, maybe it's God's will for her life to always be this way and not get any better. Mm. And she said, oh. I don't think that's uh, biblical. That, and not at the all. family member again said, well, it may be his will. So then again, with all the stuff going on and she's just frustrated and, you know, kind of shared some of this lament of, I just need a home. And the family member again said, you're never going to have a house, so you need to get over that. Oh. She said, well, that's kind of an awful thing to say to someone. Yeah, like, why? But the person said, this is the truth and you need to hear it. God doesn't work that way. He isn't Ugh. just going to hand you a house. And God doesn't just open people's purses and hand them money. That's not how it works. Um. She said, well, then how does it work? Well, not like that, right? We don't know how it works. We just know it doesn't work like that. Um, and she, making sure that the, this family member of our sister in Christ is making it very clear to let her know that she believes that people must work hard for your money. Nothing will be handed to you etc etc um sometimes god is just punishing you or it is his will that your life just sucks and that is what it is either work harder or shush type of a a thing well, that's the first part of this anyways so start there brandon well See, guys, this is why we have to start doing video, because you should watch him. Like, when you hear me giggle, it's because <laughs> watching him is the best part of this. So, suffering is a tough one. And number one, I'll just say that neither or anybody that has told you this is not speaking to you in love in Christ. No. Nobody would say that. That's that's disgusting talk. Like, why why would you say that to somebody, especially your own child? That's just that's despicable, and it's not acceptable. It, it it's not not okay. And that person should be very convicted to to apologize for apologize and definitely go to God with it and ask for forgiveness because that's not none of that is 
anything that should come out of the mouth of a believer. Mm-hmm. There are like maybe a couple things that they said that might be partly true. Sure. Partly. And I'll try to break that down a little bit, and that's what's bugging me. For this individual person, first of all, this person is not able to work. Mm -hmm. Work is not an option. Her illnesses, which I established earlier, serious illnesses, prevent her from working. She's also a mother. Mm-hmm. We were discussing it. She's as and a good. Grandmother. And a grandmother. Mm-hmm. And she's as good as widowed. Mm-hmm. So now you've, you've gotten her into the category where it's the church's responsibility and her relative's responsibility to take care of her. Biblically, it's the relative's job first, so it wouldn't put a burden on the church mm-hmm. to take care of this because she is not able to be cared for, or to do it herself, yep. which would be work. And she's she's young, and this is this is tragic. I mean, she's young, but she fits, you know, fits the bill. Like I said, for just being as good as widowed, so it's it's and with children, so they they have the duty to take care of this, mm-hmm. no matter what. That that's biblical. Well, First Timothy five, absolutely, go spells read that it. out for us. That's what I was, um, you know, take care of any widow who has no one else to take care of her. But if she has children or grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show godliness at home and repay their parents by taking care of them. This is something that pleases God. And, you know, continues on to say, and I understand there is issues, of course, with right. family this is where this, being believers this is in where, this home. This is where our sister in Christ, and this is where we need to separate those two. This does apply and doesn't apply. Because yeah. I know in, in this personal situation there is a lot of, buts and what ifs and and different things so and and this is why it's so important you know for us to remember too here in um first timothy 5 verse 8 but those who won't care for their relatives especially those in their own household have denied the true faith such people are worse than unbelievers that's incredibly strong and remember it says your family so not even just direct your parent you know you, you have to to look at this and then obviously it goes on to break down you know the, the widows and um qualifications for them for the church to take care of them but it says if a woman who is a believer has relatives who are widows she must take care of them and not put the responsibility on the church then the church can care for the widows who are truly alone so if you are a believer and you do have a family member especially close family members that are also believers in christ not that you couldn't it sounds like your mother is a believer yeah so therefore because she's 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 saying these things to you and mm -hmm. saying that knows sounds like she sort of kind of knows what she's saying but it's not directed correctly but our point here being that the importance to care for our family right. members is there's a duty for that so it's this very is, important so that's just stating that fact first off 
Now, if that's not an option, that's not an availability, now we've got a whole other thing where it's the church's responsibility yes. to come in and care for this. And if she has believers around her yes. that are seeing this happen and are not helping and not stepping in and mm -hmm. not guiding and maybe trying to help her focus her mm -hmm. or, or um, fill her needs, you know, immediate needs, then that's also very, very wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's not biblical. And, and the people around her are not living biblical and they're not definitely not treating her in a biblical manner because again we have a sister in Christ that's suffering mm -hmm. and it's our duty to lift her up yeah, and to pick her up because she's not able to do it for herself and this is where the Sermon on the Mount going through the Beatitudes that we went through on our Sunday studies, yeah. Is blessed be these people that are poor in spirit, they, realizing they need a Savior. I know her in particular, she knows, um, you know, she's very, very faithful. I mean, her faith is inspiring even to us. I mean, just, and I know she struggles but know that you're an inspiration mm -hmm. so she she knows and she prays and she cries to the lord she realizes that she's poor in spirit and these are the things that the lord blesses and the lord just they weigh on his heart yep. and these you are the person that he is talking about yep and you he I, I know it doesn't do you any good immediately right now but as a point for the podcast this is the exact situation that the lord's wrath comes down from heaven for is because of the world and because people do this and because in this social order and the things that we do is this is what people do to each other mm -hmm. and this is what happens in this upsets the Lord greatly greatly yes the book of Isaiah will give you that the book of Ezekiel will get any Old Testament prophet book will show you and God says because of these things mm -hmm. and they're always the oppression of the poor the hurting orphans and widows yeah, and especially, you know, in we're commanded in Galatians to do good to everyone, especially to those in the household of faith. Yes. So again, we just have this duty to pick this person up and just to help this person because this person isn't able to do it for themselves. And they realize that if you don't, you're subject to God's wrath because the wrath, I, you, you can't make a joke about it. This is, this is where the Bible meets reality here. This is where people aren't able to, to understand and make a good biblical application to reality. Because when I look at a situation like this person, I think 
the wrath of God is going to come down on all of you people around this that are just watching this and just letting this person suffer. Mm -hmm. Because that's what, he's, that's what he says. That's not what I say. That's what God says. Mm -hmm. Like I said, go read for yourself in the Bible any Old Testament prophet. It will tell you. And it will show that it's just, it's these people. This person specifically. And, and I mean, not not just here in on in our world and in our or our country. It's all over the world. Oh, I yes. mean, there's women and children. There's people. I mean, men everywhere that are being persecuted, torn, and nobody cares. Yeah. Really, nobody cares. Well, we all can do better in this area. Look at we still know. I still don't get how we can cry God bless America when we still have knowingly have the amount of homelessness that we have in this country yeah. and the amount of the amount of veterans that are on the streets homeless the the, the children amount of that only meal that they have comes from school so if they're not at school that day they don't eat I mean at and these numbers are staggering. Mind. Oh, they're huge. They're huge. But we don't want to talk about them or and, deal with them. And how can we sit and say these things and forward our ideals on this country and say that it's so great when we're literally bleeding inside? Our streets are showing proof of that. Look at this person. Um, okay, but let's look at the response she got from her family member because this is overall the response that this we is where promote in America. Why don't you work harder? You should do something. What are you doing that has landed you in this spot? Well, and why don't you just fix it? Well, and that's what... God's it, not going to just hand stuff out to you. And that's where it... <clears throat> that's where it... Uh, that's where it meets personal, too. Because we've heard the same things. Mm-hmm. God's not going to open the... It's just not a pocketbook and it's not going to give you things. And Jesus isn't going to pay the light bill. Which we heard a pastor say. Yeah, we heard a pastor say it. I think that was one of the that was one of the things that made me... Which one was it? Wasn't it? Verdict? Okay, that, it was him. Okay, I thought it was another one, but it was him. You nearly had a heart attack? Yeah, I did. And broke the TV? <laughs> yeah. Because... That's not true at all. And that's not biblical. Well, you read know, it. I know you've got it in front of you. You want to read Matthew 6 right in front of you? And I mean, this hits home for us too. I mean, when we really felt called out to live literally by faith, right? We don't have an income. Nothing pays us. But yeah. yet every month, there's bills to pay, kids to feed, all the things, right, that have to happen. No matter how much we scale down, stuff still has to happen. And we never know where, when, if any of that will come through, okay? But this is what we have. This is Jesus speaking here, Matthew 6. Um, I'm going to read 25 through 34 because it all applies together. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. 
They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. This is where. So is Jesus lying? No, this is where biblical interpretation comes in. Mm. Okay, because this is where we want to interpret some things literal and some things not literal. Yeah, sometimes. For whatever reason. But at our own discretion. I am fully confident that the Lord would have me tell you that you can read that very literal. Well, no. look at Does the last example mean, of George okay, Muller. Does this mean that you can sit on your butt every day? play video games and eat Doritos and God will just I'm living by up. faith baby yeah absolutely not nope so that would be in that but for somebody in that situation I mean you're not even really judged like that because somebody should be taking care of you right now to, be, to begin with. Somebody should be mm -hmm. helping you through the things that you know that you need to do and that you want to do. She's willing and wants to do these things. Oh, and she's willing. She's very adamant, willing and working in the ways that she can, even though her disability keeps her from certain things. Absolutely. She is. And she wants to do these things. So this is where that that wouldn't even that that doesn't even apply. And that where this is where common sense comes in. It's like, really, come on. You know that she's got a this amount of thing, and you can say that that if you don't work, you can't just live by faith. You can't. What? Well, yeah. If God's calling you out, of course you can. But on the flip side of that, just you know, this situation. Yeah, no. You can't. It's ridiculous to say that. It's ridiculous because he very much will take care of you. Mm-hmm. And if your focus is on, I just keep going back to your. She's not able to. Like, yeah. How how hard is that for somebody to understand? But let's pull that out onto a broader sense, okay? If your focus is on living for God, quite literally. Right? So we'll throw ourselves out there. We feel called to do these things. To record Bible studies and publish them every single day. Mm -hmm. To be available 24-7 to whomever God might put us in front of. Regardless of whatever it takes, right? To do all these different things. We have four kids. We've got a house. I mean, we've got all the things that we have to keep going to. But we feel that it is important to do these things even if we're not I, I mean it is by prayer and prayer alone that our electricity is still working today that we have 
the food that we have, that we have rent being paid, you know, that all of these things. And we have to continue to pray for that and completely rely on God that he will move whatever he's going to move to have the funds still show up to continue to do these things because our focus is on him and doing whatever it is that he wants us to do. We're not sitting around playing video games and doing absolutely nothing all day long and going, ah, no worries, God will take care of it. No, we're seeking to live righteously, Mm -hmm. believing that Christ was talking to us quite literally here when he says that being worried about all of these things, where it's going to come from, are the worries that dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But we don't have to worry about that because our Heavenly Father already knows what we need. Yeah. Well, and this is where this is where I think that we've grown a little bit in the way of, you know, we're not... I think everybody knows that we're full-time ministry now, so and that we're pretty busy with that. But we're still living by faith in the ministry which that comes through very difficult times. So that means we either have our needs met or have nothing at all and yes. go through a time of want, just exactly like Paul went through. So, uh, But we have grown. And we have to be a little content bit that, with whatever still, it might be. Right, but we're still in that, that, uh, that process, though, of... of still relying on the Lord directly to pay those bills. With most people around us, even close family and friends, even if they realize that we do do this whole ministry thing full time, they don't understand why we would spend all of our time doing this type of stuff when we don't get paid for it. Well, and this is what leads me into my next point of this is also biblical and Jesus said in Matthew well in all the gospels um, but we just that read this it would happen but we just okay. read in Matthew but that in the end days the, the love of many will grow cold mm-hmm. not many people understand what that means yes that means we'll have people running up Two police cars and popping a shot in a cop's head. No pro, no, sure. no harm, no foul, no Horrific problem. Horrific things that we see. Horrific all the time. things, you know, yeah. or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Cop gunning down a dude in the middle of the road that didn't do nothing. Yeah. So the, I mean, this is a world, you know, like everybody. It's not a specific. You know, I was just giving that example, but we we don't know really what that means and what that is is. Our nation is a good example of that in in the type of people that we have become. And this is one thing that I was concerned of during, well, the election season, 2016 elections, with Trump, with his attitude and, and everything that I saw coming, and just the type of, you know, go-getter, mow-over, prideful kind of you know chest out there type of attitude Mm -hmm. that he was running on and I know I shared personal concern you know in our but I know I had many hour-long like hours hours long conversation with my brother about it and on the phone I remember expressing my concern that what this was going to do to our nation and to our people what type this attitude what this was going to do 
and it has done exactly what I expected it to do, what I thought it was going to do, and it just keeps growing. Where we've built this this religious political system just like Israel did where we have God centered around these things Mm -hmm. yet we're so far away from him it's not even funny Mm -hmm. like we have we have no idea how far we are from it and these types of attitudes prove it where you have somebody that can say this to somebody that somebody's heart is completely cold and shut off that's not the understanding uplifting humble taking care of those in need around you it doesn't matter what the situation is regardless Mm -hmm. you shouldn't treat anybody like that and if somebody is is suffering you can't say those things and you the proof of that biblically lies in John 9 1 through 3 when Jesus um, is speaking to the disciples they asked him or they asked him a question about the blind man that was on the side of the road mm-hmm. um, I'll, yeah I'll go ahead and just read it John again it's just John 9 1 through 3. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. It's kind of like a weird saying. Why would he saying? But he's also... The next step for Jesus is to heal the man. Mm-hmm. But Jesus' point here in saying that God might be displayed in him, obviously this man's purpose in life, he was born blind. His purpose was ultimately to glorify God. He had no idea, and God was going to glorify Mm -hmm. himself through this man. He had no idea. Mm -hmm. Why? He had no idea going through this whole time in his life being born blind that God was going to use him for his glory. He was ultimately going to get his eyesight get healed, and he had no clue. But he had no idea going through this life and, and it doesn't say how old we are. I'm sure we probably have an idea, but I don't know it off the top of my head. Well, so this um, is saying then that maybe this person's, God's will for this person that we're discussing mm-hmm. is for this very moment where their faith can be a testament to those around them. And sure. now that we've gotten to meet her and share her story and all of these things, that that all of these struggles are for the ultimate everything is to point to God. That, that, it, to, for to glorify, his, to God, glorify right. God for that so, to come through but people people tend and, and my point with going to that was people tend to say What'd well what is it what did you do Yeah, is it your fault is it we all become Job's friends right away exactly right? Yeah. And, and I know that she had mentioned that Job and, mm-hmm. and unfortunately yeah there's I know this is cliche and I know People have told you this before, 
and I don't want to be another one of those people that just repeats it, but I, hopefully I'll try to expand on it more than somebody else just says, eh, well, sometimes it happens and sometimes it sucks. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that happen that we don't understand. We don't understand why. Yeah. We have no idea. God does a lot of things. And a lot of things happen to us that we have, we just can't explain. Job is the perfect example of that. But the one thing that we miss in Job, or at least teachers miss, mostly, is that it was Satan that came and accused Job. And it was Satan that was wanting so we have to take that as saying this is sin and this is the evil in the world so God just doesn't have it out for you and it's his will to punish you he does not that your life will just be horrible and miserable because God's out to get you absolutely not there is it is a sinful fallen world mm -hmm. and it's in Luke thirteen sixteen, when Jesus is, well, I mean, it's in Luke 13, but when Jesus is healing the woman on the Sabbath that had a disabling spirit, which is, in, which is the very interesting part of that, that that I'll bring up, but she had a disabling spirit that was causing her to hunch over mm -hmm. and couldn't fully straighten herself and walk tall. And Jesus called her over and healed her, and he's explaining to uh, the audience here that they were accusing him of healing on the Sabbath, and he responds, And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond on a Sabbath day? It was a disabling spirit, a sickness, evil sin in the world that was bound disease and these things that we have now they all are a result of sin and they are all demonic in, in, in their own way you're not bound by a demon just because you have an illness but it's a demonic it's a demonic the the existence of the illness and the fact that the illness is is eating away you know that is that sin and 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 evil eating away mm -hmm. at that at god's cr perfect creation, creation. Yeah. does that mean does that, that mean you cannot bring all glory to god through absolutely not mean? because jesus didn't say that this woman was possessed by a, a demon and that she was a horrible evil person no he said, I, shouldn't she be loose to the bond that Satan had her in from this disabling spirit? The sickness. She had a disease that was a, a spine disease that was causing her to do this. And he, re and he refers to it as a demon, which literally it was because he said that Satan bound for 18 years. Yeah. It's hard to understand and not be because we don't want to be super sensational and sound crazy when we say things like that because it's like not okay. People are going to ask, so does that 
every sickness is a demon, little demon inside you and runs yes, around. Yes, if and... I get the flu, I've, I'm demonically yeah. possessed by the no. flu demon. No, 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 no. That's not, that's not the case either. Um, but it's, that's the result of sin in a fallen world. And why that affects some people other than others the answer to that question even biblical authors don't even know the answer to that question psalms was full of asking why why, mm -hmm. why do the wicked prosper why do I suffer while others around me are fat and happy and don't have a care in the world? Mm -hmm. Why am I like this? King David, his son, his son wrote a whole book on it specifically. Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. That he had no idea why that was one of his questions that just bothered him about life and he could not figure out why and he was rich happy wealthy wise wise why yeah we thank you for bringing that up because this is literally the wisest man in the bible he asked jesus. god besides jesus right and we're not talking about the last couple of years of his life that was really stupid <laughs> Uh, or the last half of his life, I guess I should say. But this is the guy that asked God for wisdom. Mm -hmm. And got it. And God said, wow, because you have asked me for wisdom, I'll give you that. I'm going to give you a bunch of this. You didn't ask me for anything. All you asked me for is just to understand your ways and your laws. And, and he and, couldn't figure it out. And he couldn't figure it out. God gave him all the wisdom a man could have besides Christ. Mm -hmm. And he didn't know. <laughs> he, I know that doesn't help you. I, I know that it doesn't. But I have to liken it to which this is like the child version of, of what this person is going through. Tell like, it to me like I'm a five-year-old. <clears throat> so mommy... Well, no, I mean, excuse me. I'm not... By any means, under any kind of, I'm not trying to make any kind of comparison at all, but I can at least think of like, okay, I just recently went to the doctor and found out that my neck is jacked and that I can, we can, through therapy, we can make it better, but it's always going to be painful in one way or another, just Sometimes lightly, some days I'll have days worse than others. Mm -hmm. But the goal is that it's it, it's just going to be a, a dull, numb, just constant pain that would be outside of surgery. And I'm sorry I'm not a billionaire. I don't have money to graft in a whole bunch of new tendons and crap and whatever <laughs> he said. Or tissue. I don't even remember what all he said. But anyway, so it's not going to happen ever, right? So I know that I have to live with a certain amount. And I'm like... That sucks. Why Why would I always, like, why now? Mm -hmm. Why would, you know, like, 
why me? Why now? Why other people can move their neck just fine? <laughs> we, yeah. we make jokes about it in the house. I'm completely fine with it because I laugh along with everybody. I'm the one that makes them. But, you know, that people... It's never going to get better for you. Yeah, it's not. So it sucks. And I know. And that's not even... I, I don't even, you know... I can just sympathize in the way of understanding that, like, there's a certain point of it that you're... That I know and, you know, that it's going to be a constant. Mm -hmm. Something that's constant. Mm -hmm. I don't want to really call it suffering, although some days it literally is suffering. Mm -hmm. But for this person, it's... Every day is suffering. Yeah. Uh, You know, when you're, you're judging good days on... You know, your suffering, your suffering level on a good day for this person would be like a normal person's like off the meter. Yeah. And they're just like, yeah, this is a good day for me. So in in many different ways. But all that to say that these, these sucky things are here to stay. But that's the the very soon coming kingdom that we get to look forward to where all this is gone and again I know that doesn't help you today but it's not going to get better not for you, not for the person specifically, but the pain, the suffering, across these the things world. across the world, mm-hmm. across the board, aren't going to get better. Going to and agree. these people that say these malicious things mm-hmm. are only going to get louder mm-hmm. and more often because we're told they are, and we're told that we have to rejoice when people malign us and when we these things happen because we know that our reward for that is much larger and we don't think in terms of reward of course but we think of it in 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 just the strength and the only thing that we can do is just keep praying and keep having faith that he will take care of these things. And, and just remember, you have to put your focuses, or I mean, you know, you have to put everything into focus. <coughs> Bless you. Sorry. You have to put everything into focus. And sometimes just the fact that you wake up another day and you're breathing is a gift mm-hmm. for one reason or another. Um, whether that mean you know I don't know whether that mean you encourage somebody that day to get through their day even if that's what it is right because we count ourselves as we count others as more important than ourselves mm-hmm. so even if it's to to just get somebody else going and that means that we have to, to have a terrible day. Praise God, because we, we help somebody and we will be rewarded for that. And he will look out. But our, So we have to look at things positively in negative situations, which is just much easier said than done. 
Um, well, I think that was a couple kind of couple things that I thought of in this. And again, I'm speaking because we've been in this situation. We've been homeless at the grace of what family or friends would let us crash at their house and all of this stuff and people not understanding and not getting it. So I get it in that in in many senses. When we are suffering and we are struggling and we are going through these things, yeah, part of it is is we don't get it all. We don't understand it all. We are not the creator. We can't see this intensely intricate system of everything. Okay, we just we can't. You're you're not going to be able to do that. We have to constantly reassess ourselves because God will take care of you as you are pursuing righteousness for the glory of his name yeah that means sometimes we do have to check ourselves maybe getting a home does become our idol right because i've been guilty of that where you just were so down so frustrated i just need a home i just need a home which yes you need somewhere to live right like it's not that it's a bad thing but you can let that in your mind become an idol because i know i was guilty of that just if I could just get that, then everything would be better. And my focus was on that so much. And when you look at it, you go, I'm not pursuing righteousness. I am not doing all so that God is being glorified when that's what I'm wrapped up in. So when we are suffering even, which again, that's where you're dealing with, I mean, it's hard and it's difficult and it isn't easy, but you have to stop and constantly reassess yourself your focus your motives and all of that stuff because god is using you in a way Mm -hmm. even if you don't know what that way is Mm -hmm. and to keep ourselves humbled Mm -hmm. so that he will be glorified in everything using us as just we're just vessels we have to keep that focus in everything and knowing that God's going to give me today everything I need for today. But we don't want just what for today, right? We want like a 10-year plan right. in the bank account. You know right. what I mean? Or something like that. We want security and, and comfortability yeah, and, and, and all of and that. And I know from experience, you even know that mentally you tell yourself that um, you need more stability in a longer sense. Yeah. So you need that to be more mentally okay. Yeah. That's a huge thing for Brandon with his depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety. That's a huge thing that he has to have that. But you have to realize God promises. Why do you think Jesus tells us, give us this day our Our daily daily bread? bread. It's what you need for that day. Today. Today. You cannot control tomorrow, Tomorrow. next week, next year, 10 years, whatever. No, no, no. That will take care of itself. That's enough. Today, you get through today. And I think especially this life by faith that we have found ourselves in, Today, our electricity is still on. Today, we have enough food in the house to feed the kids. Mm -hmm. Today, we have whatever the things are that we need. And if I don't have it today, then God didn't see it fit for me to have it today. Okay. All glory to him for everything forever and ever. Amen. So tomorrow when I wake up, again, I will pray for the things that I need, that I think I need, right? He will provide for me the things that he believes I need. And I will continue to seek him above absolutely everything else. And he will continue to provide that day what I need. And he will do it. He absolutely will. 
on the day that our power bill is due, we will continue to pray that he will provide it if that's what we need to have. And guess what? I have the utmost faith that if that is really what we need, he will do so. You know, I mean, he... He will do these things, and our focus well, so, yeah, just we has need to, to be we on need that. To put, yeah, we need to put our focus on that. And, yeah, it does make us reassess. I don't—this is where I wouldn't be talking to this person directly. But we would have to reassess and see why these things are happening. You know, no, it definitely is not always a result of sin. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And most of the time, it's not. We just read that— it was so the glory of the Lord could be shown yep. in you yep. uh, for some cases. Some cases, yes, the Lord definitely corrects those he loves. Mm-hmm. So he will move you in whatever way you need to be moved and, and use whatever force he sees fit for what you need. But you need to ask him and, you know, definitely he will you know he'll move you um so you have to realize you're like okay you know that's where your priorities come in it's why you're like you know is this something that i want or is this what god wants me to do yeah maybe he wants me to move and do something else somewhere else and he's trying to get you you know maybe because the path to the home not in this again not in your situation not in this person not in our sister's situation but maybe um but i'm not talking to her directly i'm thinking more of a broader sense you know, yeah, maybe your priorities are not where they should be. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe you don't need that. Maybe you need something else. Maybe, you know. Maybe there's a mission the field way. right in front of you that he wants you to be in first before he moves you somewhere else. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's just so many of those details that we don't know and we can't see. And that's where I think just that it's difficult. And I know it is. But keeping that focus being in our word every single day and living this literal example to all of those around us with all I mean, glory I going know, to God. I mean, I know, okay, now speaking personally to the to our sister, the faith you constantly have in your, and we know that you're in the word reading and we know, I mean, it's very, very inspiring. Mm-hmm. through your situation and through your pain so you have used your situation for good already mm-hmm. because we look at you you know and, and we definitely are, are strengthened by your faith when we see that you're going through this amount of pain that you're going through and are still praying for others oh yeah you're still sweetest thing ever. very selfless I mean, you know, it's you're definitely putting others before yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you feel it's hard to. I know you feel like you want to give up, and you feel like people are taking advantage of it, and they're not. Yeah, they will, and they're cruel, and hearts are growing colder and colder, and it's evident. Mm-hmm. And it will come from inside your own family. That's where you'll get your greatest opposition, especially when you speak for Christ. Um. Yeah, so so your focus is, and I mean, but once once you can ask yourself all those questions, you go, you know, yeah. Sometimes it could be unrepented sin that you're that you're in a situation. You know, you have to suffer, reflect, and and see if if that is the case in your own personal life. You're thinking, you know, I think a lot of times we fail to realize that although God 
I think Jesus um, saves us and, and forgives us from our sins. They don't, the results of them are something that we still have to live with. So that that goes to each individual person that they whatever they've been cleansed from. But sometimes we have to live with it, whether it being you're in a situation, you know that, you know, I, I don't know if you you were a felon, you know, uh, somebody that was in for robber, you know, theft all the time, and you became a felon and now you got out and you've turned your life over to Christ and well now nobody wants to hire you because you know you're you a felon this record. you walk around and strong armed robbery for ever for you know Probably not play Grand Theft Auto like, every day for like 10 years yeah, at a car lot. right yeah you know you're you're probably so you you're gonna have to live with that um people that have been like I said I've known people that have been um people that have taken other people's lives and then have given their life to Christ and they're like you don't think that I have to live with the fact that I've took somebody else's life like something that I have to live with every day they have to see Burn that in your flesh right they have to see that person's face they have to relive that moment every single living second because what do you think Satan's greatest tactic is mm-hmm. it's just to be a mirror of of your life and of Bad your past things. he can't he can't create anything. He can't. He can only copy. Mm-hmm. So this life that you've lived and these mistakes that you've made, all that all he can do is sit there and just paint a vivid picture and keep reminding you of these things and keep shoving them back in your face and keep trying to remind you uh, and convince you that this is the person that you are. That you're a horrible person. That you'll never be good enough. He will never forgive you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just just trying to get your mind off of be- everything, but being forgiven and being cleansed. Get behind me, Satan. Right, and, and that's what it is. And and he goes to the weakest parts of us. He knows what those are. Mm-hmm. I mean, we make those very apparent. See, Satan can't, cur- you know. It's not that he's got some great knowledge, but the thing is, is that he's he's not stupid, and that he's he's very uh, obser- you know observant in the way of of our lives, and we know from just biblically correct angels are are viewing these things and watching these things happen. So this makes Satan no different. He's watching these things, and he's interactive in a lot of these things. We know that. <clears throat> but he's he's sitting there watching so he knows what your sins have been in your lowest points mm-hmm. and you're not that he's he, you know he he just evil just knows that and that's just the way that evil works and um remember i mean he he has workers of of evil that work for him in this antichrist type kingdom where he's got set up just in the way that we read biblically it, it's the exact same and opposite in the same right in the way of he's he's working against god and but it's in the same way of he has messengers that come and, and tell but the thing is is he has to have messengers go out to tell him things and, and to learn things mm-hmm. 
Uh, so that's what makes it a lot different. It makes him that much more weaker that he relies on information because he's not. Hand, yeah. yeah, he's not. He can't be everywhere at once like Christ can. You know, he has to rely on this this weak kingdom that he has set up. But uh, he's sitting and watching, and 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 he knows, and he's got people assigned to you that 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 know your weaknesses, and and they will try to to remind you of that. Now we aren't bound by Satan and his king and these things anymore, but that doesn't mean that in this life he's going away because he's not bound yet. Not on this time until the Lord returns to this earth and puts his feet on the Mount of Olives then Satan will not be bound mm -hmm. completely so he is all over the place and, and most likely in your face and that's what these things are so well that's where I think our focus you know we just have to I love Randy Alcorn in his book Heaven he does a great job but really being in our word our kids love reading about the millennial kingdom you know the mm -hmm. stuff that's still to come our kids love reading about it and I think that's so important that we do read and really understand what truly is to come because I think it does help so much in these situations where you're just struggling and you're like oh my gosh come on are you serious with this right now well guess what I know it stinks I know it does I, I can't imagine what so many yeah, but, of you that were praying yeah. for what is coming from. But <clears throat> this is just a blip. It, it's mm. just, it's a soon to be over and everything. If I told, we told the kids this, if I give you five bucks right now and I say you have to live off of this five bucks for the next month, but next month I'll be here and I'll give you $50 billion, you'd be like, okay, I can make it work. I mean, I'm going to be hungry. I'm not going to be very, you know, I'm going to be struggling to find a way to make $5, you know, buy enough food to get me through the rest of the month. And I'm not going to be eating very well, you know, this next little bit. But if it means I get $50 billion next month, okay, I'll, I'll live off of some top ramen and make two for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I'll do something. I'll do whatever I have to do if it means I get $50 billion next month. It's the same type of an idea. You know, I mean, we look at all of these things to come, and I know it doesn't help today when you're starving because all you have is top ramen because you're rationing out your $5, you know, for the rest of the month. But it, the time, the days, they'll pass. That's the, the time is always ticking on. It will pass. It'll get by. How can I bring glory to God's name today in what I'm doing? And he'll take care of the rest. He'll take care of the rest. Maybe he has you where you're at because your faith will be an example to your family members that will bring them to Christ, that they will see your example and pray that God will use you in whatever situation just you're in, faith. even the cruddy ones. I know just from my own personal life, I have been in places why I shared in my testimony. Mm -hmm. I had no idea when I was however old we decided I was and you were how old you we thought our life was over I thought my life was over mm -hmm. I had no idea the way that God could use this situation Pretty for good. his glory yeah. no clue no how how I was nobody nothing going nowhere young I had no idea how to do this and now you had a pregnant girlfriend. Good job. And now I had a pregnant girlfriend. 
there is no way that this is going. I had no idea. Yeah. So there, and I remember being in impossible situations. And saying and praying, saying, "There's, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm here. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't know how this is going to be good." Mm-hmm. And then, but that's just how awesome the Lord is, though, is because you don't know. Mm-hmm. He works in the craziest of ways that just you find yourself being brought into these things. I, I'm very blessed with that being very, very vivid, vivid. In my life to me, the Lord is, is speaks very clear to me in certain ways that I just go, wow, that's what, that's what that was for. Mm-hmm. That's what you wanted me to get here. I understand that now. Yeah. I didn't then at all. Didn't for a long time. Didn't for a long time and went through blood, sweat, and tears In the times all the way through there and, and just almost gave up more times than I can count probably did give up and didn't even realize it but kept going and you know then things make a lot of sense and then now we look and we were just talking about Olivia mm-hmm. last night our baby our baby she's like the most happiest most precious little thing that just bops around the house and we just have both of us have just this enjoyment time with her is our you know is our baby it, it's it's um it's a complete opposite situation of when we were first, first pregnant yeah. today with Travis is that God teenagers God showed his glory in our last pregnancy, mm-hmm. uh, we know it's last because your tubes are tied. So that's why people are like, oh, are you sure it's your Yes, positive. And if it, I mean, that'd be really crazy if something happened. That would have to be a miracle from God. But anyway, and now we get to just in completely enjoy this little baby. And we both equally get to do it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's an amazing thing that God has done and something that I know that I didn't understand. Yep. So I know that if you just hang in there, and your advantage is that you, you know God. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know him correctly at the time that he was just pushing me along. So I regrettably did a lot of damage in between then that I wish I wouldn't have and whatever I know you know the situation that this person is in now that just stay faithful and just keep just keep praying I know it, it it's I know it doesn't help much and that's what you keep continue to do God isn't punishing you but he's his, not his he's will definitely isn't just to torture you it's you know and that's what I wanted to kind of wrap up with because I know that was kind of the last thing is no it's definitely not his will that you suffer you can thank Satan for that mm-hmm. and you can thank the evil in this world for that but you can also praise Jesus at the fact that these sufferings are increasing 
and these people's attitudes that are getting worse and this you know your your the helplessness the fact that you're a sister in Christ and nobody is stopping to help and there isn't an overwhelming pouring out of support mm-hmm. you're not the only one this happens to a lot of people and this is disgusting and despicable and like I said the 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 wrath of God is revealed for these things so this is where you can rejoice is knowing that the harder things are the harder people get mm-hmm. the closer, closer they, we that are. we are to Jesus return because this can't this can't wax that much longer it can't go it's going to seem as if he's delayed in coming we know that from scripture which it does now I mean we're looking it's man you're 2,000 years too late (laughs) I wish you would have just you know now but I mean as we as we keep going we definitely can see that um, you're like man it seems like it, it should have been by now considering the things that we deal with on the numbers that we deal with on a daily basis mm-hmm. of of these birth pains that are increasing and just this is on. the same yeah just just keep holding on because it's it seems like he's delaying it seems like he's not going to come because he's trying to have patience on some of these people but a lot of these people just keep getting harder and harder and keep storing up more wrath for themselves and by saying that you're destined to suffer and this is uh, this is God's will for you to suffer no it's absolutely not it could be in the way of he could heal you you know miraculously in some way i mean it could happen i don't know that i wouldn't pray for that i would pray for his will to be done but in the way of using a sickness in this point of time and homelessness and all these things i don't know in 10 years you could have like you know a huge house on north beach i i don't know yeah i don't know what god will do for you or how he will use it how can you serve him but how can you serve him where you're at now and and realize that you will find yourself in a better situation you kind of can't focus Even on those things here on this earth you just got to deal with getting through today mm-hmm. and then eventually you'll say wow god is was with me and he was helping me and i'm here now I'm, and you'll find yourself in a different situation um so just put your hope and faith and trust just keep putting your trust in christ in that and keep praying Pray for your enemies, though. Pray for these people that are saying these things to you because these things that they're saying to you, I mean, clear when I said that this is the reason why God is really, really upset with people and this is what's wrong with the world, this type of attitude and this type of, you know, this is how we're treating people. Well, the wrath of God is nothing to play around with. It's something that's very, very serious. And his robe dipped in blood from his enemies these are literal enemies of his and his enemies are all those who do evil mm-hmm. and especially the ones that claim to know better 
that should know better. And they claim they do, but they don't ever act like it. And they try to turn things around back on other people and try to beat them over the head with it. It's these types of things that he's an enemy against and that he's going to come to judge along with all the other unrighteousness that's in the world. So we should pray for these people because to fall under God's judgment like that is not a joke. And these things that they're saying are horrible. And somebody assuming that and saying that I just I pray for their souls because that's not true and that's not living like Christ teaches us to live at all so I know this one has gone really really long I hope I didn't just ramble and I hope this helped a little bit suffering is in the world because it sucks I don't know why certain people have it um, neither does anybody else like I said authors of the Bible couldn't figure it out I don't know how to answer that but we just have to try to glorify God through our suffering and he'll take care and of us keep going and understand that this is a stinking war and that you're a warrior is what you are you are you're fighting a battle every day you don't think you are you don't think of yourself as as, as being noble or anything like that you know when you're into your suffering sick homeless but yeah you're storing up your treasures in heaven you're battling you're fighting for your soul you're you know you are so try to get encouragement from that and just stay in prayer make sure that all of your priorities are straight all of your personal priorities are straight make sure that there's not something convicting you that you feel in your heart that you should do or something that's holding you back or you're clinging on clinging to on to something if you're clinging on to something if you're clinging on to something he'll try to violently remove it for you if you won't do it yourself I don't know. I'm not going to make any assumptions. I'm just giving you more advice on making sure that you're not hanging on to anything. Making sure there isn't anything that you're not forgiving. Anybody that you're not forgiving. Anybody, you know, I assume that you have an empty cup. I trust that you do. I pray that, you know, that you do. But just know that Sometimes these these little things that, that are holding us back from getting to the next step in our lives are because we're still holding on to a sin, a, a thought, or, you know, an action, some sort of pride or, <clears throat> excuse me, whatever it may be. So you do have to check yourself a little bit. We all do. We all do. Constant self-analysis. So... But other than that, we are here for you. I, I'm sorry that other people, especially in your own household, would say such things. I hoped we helped you. If not, please message us back if you have more questions or if I wasn't helpful even. Just tell me, like, you weren't helpful. 
You just wasted. You just told me over an hour of my day you, you and told stayed, me nothing. Thanks, yeah, you, dude. You wasted over an hour of my day and told me nothing that I haven't already heard before. But I hope that I expanded on a little bit of why, what will happen to these people and how it's wrong. And then just to fight along with everybody else that's suffering. Because remember, there's other people that are being persecuted. And I want to make one point to close, to end on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes suffering has nothing to do with righteousness. The perfect example of that is Jesus Christ. God sent his son into the world. He didn't do anything to deserve what happened to him. And look at how much he suffered. He suffered because of the sins of others. So it wasn't anything that he did at all to deserve the suffering that came his way. So you have to think of it in light of that. You can't throw that on somebody saying that they're suffering because they did wrong or because they should do something else or something different. Sometimes that person's suffering isn't their own fault. But we have a duty to pick up this person and to help this person out of their suffering. And... If you're not doing that, it's not biblical. And I know that's not happening. And all I can say is pray for those of you around you that who aren't doing that and pray that God would change their hearts and call them to repentance on that because that's a very, very serious offense. That's my that's probably the best little advice I can give or answer I hope it helped I know I probably didn't I just my I mean my heart goes out to you my mind is constantly on you she's she's constantly in my prayers just because I know the seriousness of the disease I've had friends that have had the same exact diseases I know it's rough um and my heart goes out to people that are sick chronically and chronic illness and chronic pain is something I can semi-relate to uh, nothing really important but I can relate to it a little bit and my heart goes out to you and you're constantly in my prayer and I know you are in yours too mm-hmm